1: Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210
3: WPHD. Is it going to happen? Or are we going to have just a charisma match of Meek Mill and Scott Presler? I want to be in that room. Oh, man, we're Please. booking tickets already for this. Scott has been out there in the hinterlands. First, he was in Rhode Island, but he's back and forth in Pennsylvania. And somehow or another, we have a trifecta of Vivek Ramaswamy tweeting out, about President Trump and black voters being retweeted by Meek Mill. And then Scott Pressler jumps into the ring. He joins us here on the Dom Show on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Scott, welcome back to Philadelphia. How are things going?
0: Hey, good afternoon from snowy Virginia. You know, I'll be in uh, Arizona next
3: week, and then I'll be returning back to Pennsylvania once again. So I'll see you guys soon. Oh, good. We uh, miss you in Philadelphia. I know one event uh, didn't happen, but uh, more planned. His
4: Twitter is right full with uh, you know recommendations for people living in Bucks County, too. So head over to his Twitter. If you live over in Bucks, he could uh, definitely use your help registering some voters.
3: Yeah, very uh, interesting stuff going on in Bucks. So tell me how this uh, Meek Mill thing is working out, Scott.
0: Well, you know, he's been posting a lot of things on Twitter recently, and this isn't the first time I've reached out to him. He's been talking about how the black community is not being put first, how Democrats are putting illegal aliens and choosing other people over our citizens. And I just thought, you know what, what could it hurt to reach out? What could it hurt to show that our Republican policies are going to put every black, white and brown American? And so when I saw him retweet that video of President Trump and Vivek, oh, my gosh, it was like the stars aligned. (laughs) And, you know, we kill if you are listening to this, if anybody knows him, has a contact to him, I would love the opportunity if he does an event, if he does something for the community in Philadelphia, I would love to be there. And, look, I'm not pushing Republican. I'm not pushing politics. I want to make sure that every voter in Philadelphia is empowered to make his or her vote heard this November.
3: Absolutely. Now, you have really broken it down to um, – I once had the Amish and this was way back, Scott – uh, the guy couldn't even hold the phone. He had to have the guy who was my contact <laughs> hold the phone. And it, Bush won in Ohio, which was the principal thing. I think there were twenty-five to 30,000 people who were Amish because the bishops thought that Bush was a good choice. You talk about them, registering them, mail-in ballot. You talk about truck drivers, of course, gun shows. Talk about why suddenly this is your focus.
0: Well, this has been my focus for a long time, but I'm a numbers guy. I'm a math okay. guy. Joe Biden, and i use this word loosely, in 2020, won Pennsylvania by 80,000 votes. Let's talk math. There are 80,000 Amish, as we just mentioned, in Pennsylvania. That's the election. There are 80,000 truckers in Pennsylvania. That's the election. There are 930,000 hunters in Pennsylvania. Now, I know that 40%, 40, not 14%, percent of Wisconsin hunters are not registered to vote. As a logical and rational person, is it possible that a similar percentage of uh, Ohio, Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan, Pennsylvania, that there are similar numbers of those hunters that are not registered? I think so. And in addition, there are 820,000 veterans in Pennsylvania. If we are To build these coalitions, mobilize these different groups, and get them out to vote this November 5th, 2024, we will win Pennsylvania. We will defeat Joe Biden, and we will elect a Republican president.
3: Yeah, it is uh, is the infrastructure, Scott. Now, you're around the country. My mantra is I know about every swing state and all that. I just believe I'm putting all my chips in, and a lot of them would go to Scott Presler. If I win Pennsylvania, I'm going to win the presidency. Biden, as adult as he is, Scott knows that. He's coming up on either his fifth or sixth visit already this year, particularly southeastern Pennsylvania. He knows that, and I realize Trump's in court, and also um, the other matter of winning primaries and all, but the, the pivot has to be sometime soon. you got to win Pennsylvania.
0: It is. Well, we are making huge progress. You know, you, uh, your teammate just mentioned Bucks County. Guys, we are... 3,300 voters away from flipping Bucks County to red in terms of voter registration. That is historic. That is unprecedented. This is like the quintessential bellwether of all swing counties in a swing state. We flip Bucks County. We get those voters out. We win the election. Luzerne County, which is in northeast Pennsylvania near Lackawanna, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, That is speeding like a bullet to the right in terms of voter registration. And, yes, we're working on State College in Center County and Erie County, Pennsylvania, and Allegheny. I tell you, there is so much momentum right now in Pennsylvania and also in Philadelphia County.
3: Uh, Without a doubt. And, Scott, too, you're, you're sharp on this stuff. When people see in their local news media that you flip Bucks County, they realize they're not alone. They get more energized then. They don't feel like it's impossible that they're in a blue area at all. They realize they're in a more red area. Exactly, and that's why we haven't launched
0: it yet. But we are going to launch at my organization, Early Vote Action. We are going to have a phone calling, a texting, and a door-knocking campaign to independent, no-party-affiliated voters within Bucks County. And we have layers of data that are going to tell us who are prospective Republican voters of those independents. And so I'm asking, if you see value in listening to this conversation right now, wanting to help flip Bucks County, even if you don't live there, but knowing that this victory would be get another victory in April and in November, then I need you to please go to earlyvoteaction.com or download my application, Early Vote Action. And when it asks you for notifications, please do click notifications. Because when we put our Bucks County uh, new universe in there of people to reach out to, you will receive a notification on your phone, and then it's hitting the ground running.
3: Absolutely. Now, is it true? Damn, my producer, uh, Scott, says that Scott Presler has offered to help with finding movers for anybody who wants yes. to move to a swing state. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, God. babe. Listen,
0: I, when, I know I'm a little crazy. I'm, I'm the good kind of crazy, though. But, yes, <laughs> I will... I will help recruit. If you are a Republican that's in California or Connecticut or a deep blue state and you want to move to Pennsylvania or a swing state, yes. I will help recruit hands to help move your furniture. Oh my goodness. And if, if it's Pennsylvania, I will be there and I'll register you to vote.
3: We'll <laughs> <laughs> be able move himself. Oh, we have to have an event around that. Uh, Scott, uh, how do people follow you on Twitter, too, for all things Scott Presler.
0: Please, please go to my Twitter, which is at Scott Bressler, S C O T T P R E S L E R, and I am a man of my word. I will help.
3: I know that, Scott. Thank you. Thanks for jumping on today, as always.
0: <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye. Scott
3: Pressler. That was a good fact to pull up there. So it's Meek Mill and Movers here. And I'm supposed to sit here, though, Dan, when I see what he's doing. And I see Vince Fennerty over there in northeast Philadelphia, wherever he is, the head of the Republican Party in Philadelphia. I see Tavis at the state level. And I'm supposed to believe this is all out. And I've been invited. Um, and I'm going to have to work with you uh, to do this. Behind the scene. we've got to cook up something to Harrisburg. They have their leadership conference coming up in April. And the Dave McCormick people want me to interview him in front of a packed house there. But you know why I really want to go? I hear that Larry Tavis might be there. I mean, after all, he's the head of the Republicans in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Maybe I'll have a conversation since, in other words, the mountain won't come to Giordano. I'll have to go to the mountain, so to speak. That would be an interesting conversation. All right, you heard Scott Presler. If you don't get juiced up here in that, and if he does get to go to a Meek Mill event of one sort or another, that is... Demands massive coverage. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210, AT&T and Verizon Wireless. All that you have to do is just push pound 1210, and uh, we'll get you uh, on board. That's uh, that's just great stuff. All right, uh, coming up, Jim Jordan uh, releases this letter, this information, that around January 6th, All right. The FBI and others trying to find some of the people who led the riot or whatever they did that day. It's one thing. But they cast their net out there. And I'll give you some of the particulars of where they were looking in financial records of people. One of them was if you bought a Bible. You know, a, a gun, I can see, it might be even over the line, but a Bible? Oh, yeah, that's going to tell us something. You bought a Bible. Hold on. Maisie just
4: bought a Bible within the past couple of weeks. Oh, is she on a watch it. list? Poor yeah, Maisie. She's a, yeah, poor Maisie. over here. And she's an accountant, you know, yeah. that can
3: cook the books for these oh, people. Oh, you know, that's she's it. a lot of trouble. That Maisie. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, sign Maisie up before she, oh, goes Bibles, the, uh, man. before she goes off to the uh, big house. You know, oh. she
4: also shot the dicks recently, too. That's right. Oh, yeah. man, she got me a Jason Kelsey jersey.
3: Oh, boy. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Dix was on there, but Jason Kelsey, I, I guess that jersey will still have cachet, maybe even more. Oh, with more. He's
4: a legend now. Come
3: yeah. On. So you can still wear you that still forever. Yeah. in the Philadelphia Lord. That's what I'm looking in a jersey. I All I have is kicker David Akers that I wore on Fox and Friends last year. Still a great jersey. Oh, he's a kicker. I don't mean, you have a McNabb jersey, too? No, I don't. I wouldn't go for that.
4: Was it? Not did you fan. wear a McNabb jersey for the calendar?
3: Uh, or was that an well, acre? Somebody tree? gave it. No, it was. Oh, a, it was. Um, a, oh, that was here at the Dawkins. station. That, it was oh, a it was Dawkins, Dawkins. Yes. sign, and it think, fit too. very well. I must say, Dawkins must be I think a guy. That was in a Game Dawkins jersey you were wearing. Yes, right? they also wore black socks with a swimsuit that weren't supposed to be seen, <laughs> but they put it. I had no power over this. All right, so uh, we got the side question going to a word or phrase you think should be stricken. Is it because there's something off about it, or? Is it something, it's just overuse. Is that what the problem is?
5: That's I got one what for
4: you.
3: Okay, go ahead. Uh, a friend in text sends me cis, cisgender. Ah, yes. Yeah.
5: It's always well,
4: used in such a negative, demeaning way.
3: Yeah, and it's only a response to all the, anything in the trans world is uh, should be stricken. Coming up, though, at one thirty, just let's give you a little preview. Found a guy who did a major study, actually looked at a tremendous amount of information when we hear even Joe Biden, we played it uh, last week, talking about banned books. Is that really true? Are most of these stories true? What books are in contention? Or is it really, he found, that the problem is not enough kids have access to any conservative author of almost any sort. They're only getting progressive authors. That's at 1.30. We'll uh, talk to James Fishback. Big piece today, The Truth About Banned Books. The left claims that progressive books are being censored in public schools. My research proves the opposite is true. They're censoring conservatives and conservative books. All straight ahead.
6: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
7: to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
3: As a result of January 6th, because this went on well after January 6th, Jim Jordan. Uh, put out a letter. The FBI used January 6th to conduct massive surveillance on bank transactions flagged with terms like Trump, MAGA, Jim Jordan. But they also used the federal government. um, He tweeted this out, Jordan. They flagged terms like MAGA and Trump to financial institutions of Americans, completed transactions using those terms. What was also flagged? If you bought a religious text like a Bible or shopped at Bass Pro Shop or Caballos. Oh,
4: we are so screwed.
3: So let me go back to, again, what I want pride loose. I don't care what they do to this uh, FBI director to pry it loose. The Richmond office, now that's where it started, gone after Catholics who went to Latin masses, going to parking lots, surveilling them because they're suspect because they're too traditional. Well, this is a very similar thing here. If you bought a religious text, they wanted to track that. I can't imagine the numbers and how they had the manpower and the type of stuff. that went. And this went on well after January 6th. Look, it's their job to track people they had some evidence on who committed any kind of crime in the riot of January 6th. Okay. What's what's the time limit on this? What's the... um, Uh, levels of how far you pry versus the number of Americans that you're surveilling. That's what Jim Jordan wants to know. And this Bible thing, it comes back to very similar to when we talked about Mark Halk or when we uh, talked about traditional Catholics in the Richmond office and those memos that came out. And still, we haven't locked them down on this. And the blaze has a story today that I just started to go through, revealed a plainclothes capital cop is the one that found the DC, uh, DNC pipe bomb on January 6th. The FBI doesn't seem to have too much interest in that pipe bomb. You know, how far past that are we? Just like there's no interest in who was the snitch inside the Supreme Court, or any number of the cocaine in the White House. Those are the big three, I guess, as we enter this year. But big piece at the blaze today, talking about the fact that we still have not seen action on this. And they have uh, some more information, more video. Uh, they want to know why uh, President, Vice President Harris... Uh, has never tried to milk public sympathy, they write, for having been at the DNC headquarters less than 10 yards away from what the FBI has described as a viable explosive device that could have been detonated, resulting in serious injury or death. You know, people are continuing to ask, why are they so unconcerned about that? My point being, they're unconcerned about that. Yet, people buying Bibles, the vast number of them, We want to continue to go down that path. Does it add up? Well, that's what I'd like to know. It doesn't add up on paper, but there's got to be a reason for those two things uh, together. All right. Um, One of the most interesting things that happened yesterday. This will be cut eight. The French woman communicator for Joe Biden was asked about the fact that Biden goes to Allentown last week and steps in it as usual. He's in a small business he buys a smoothie. I've seen them more expensive than this here in Philadelphia, and the smoothie costs six bucks. And he's like, "Wow, who's responsible for that? That's a cheap smoothie." Ah, uh, yeah, they're at least eight, nine, or ten. Well, I, I would say
4: I was just walking through the Deptford Mall with Maisie about a week and a half yeah. ago, and I said to her straight up, "I go, I want a smoothie. I want my right. banana strawberry, right. strawberry banana smoothie, but I won't pay any more than eight dollars." That's like about seven eighty nine.
3: That's surprising. I've seen him starting at 8 and yeah. in, in the 9 region. Yeah, I yeah. think
4: that's like about where it is, like 8 or 9. Yeah, and
3: I don't i see seen him as high as like $12 for a smoothie. Wow. All right, but here's what uh, KGP said. I don't think this was to Ducey. It was somebody else, and she keeps on trying to get off the fact. Why does Biden think 6 bucks is so high? Why does he think that's inflated?
1: Last Friday, the president was at a coffee shop in Pennsylvania, and he seemed to be surprised... Uh, that the smoothie was $6 and uh, how expensive it was. I- I'm curious, so is, is, is the president now realizing the costs that Americans are, are bearing? So,
5: look, when he went over uh, to you all, uh, to, uh, uh, to to the, to the to the press corps, he was having a good time, right? Uh, offered up to, to, as you know, uh, offered up to, to buy them coffee. Uh, there was a, a big group the there, and these? he made sure everyone got coffee and pastry. So I just want to make that really clear. $6 what? $6, and,
6: I, and I'll, I'll do it anyway. I
5: I hear you and that let's not forget what the trip was about. The trip was about small businesses, right there have been let's get six, back to the smoothies. 16 million small businesses that have tried that have started and filled out for applications. That's a big deal. That is really important. What that means is that they have the confidence oh, small businesses, folks who are starting them have the confidence in the economy Boy, to start a business and that is uh, i think that's also really important too and the president was able to do this or we've seen uh, americans able to start uh, f- file for applications to start small businesses because of the american rescue plan by the way no republican voted for that and so it's gotten the it's gotten gave the over smoothies feet and also given the confidence uh, for small business owners now He's going to come start, back here he right, comes for people to start a small business 16 million applications that we have seen and so i think that's important uh, and look you know Republicans don't want to do that, right? They don't, they're, they're not interested in that at all. Uh, they're not interested in fighting Big Pharma. They're not interested in making sure that we're lowering, lowering care costs for the Americans. They're not interested in that. That's why they didn't vote for the Inflation Reduction Act. That's why they didn't vote for the American Rescue Plan. And so that was the, that was the, the, the point and the important part of the President going there uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to Allentown. And I think uh, it was a good trip, and you all saw that. So expensive. <laughs> he was, joking around. He was joking around with the press corps, he offered to buy <laughs> coffee, that's what he did, and pastries, but I think the most important thing about that trip is that he was able to visit a small business, he was able to talk about how this administration, uh, because of Bidenomics, because of the economic policies that we put forward, that we are seeing now a historic number of small business applications, and I think that's important.
3: All right. Now, the snicker bar today is the latest attempt. I've been chronicling these. New York Times has a piece and the guy is a vaunted economist. And here's what he says. He says people used to remember his words that a Snickers bar was a dollar. Then when it up, went up to a dollar 20, he says, because of covid, et cetera, they don't get off that. And he said, you know, isn't it a shame? Inflation's not so bad. Well, I would challenge that. With some items, it just happens to be it's the items in the grocery store. That's called living. That's called sustenance. That's called what you have to buy every week. And he's saying, well, people dwell on these items that don't make up. He says when you, I think he says buy a TV set and it's $1,500. You go, wow, I don't believe I'm paying this. But then you forget about it. But you don't forget about the Snickers bar because you buy them a lot. And that's why people are feeling bad about inflation. It's items that you buy a lot are causing the problem. How many tactics can you use? What she did there was just show what a moron they have doing this in a way that is just completely obvious of not going back to the point. Why did Biden think six bucks for a smoothie was a big deal when it's even higher? Well, the reason is these guys are out of touch. They don't want to recognize what he does. You're not going to put it back in the bottle. It's baked in. So how many tactics have we seen so far? We've seen uh, Bob Casey Jr. What, what's his tactic? All right, that's blame corporate greed. Greedflation. We've seen them try to actually say, well, the rate has gone down substantially. Yes, but who put the rate up there? Who did that? Again, they realize the average person recognizes that it. It's a breakthrough issue. And the border, yep, that is churning up at the same time. So the thing Republicans should not do is make some deal on the border. I don't see any deal that's out there they're going to make because you have to deal with Biden and you have to deal with the Senate Republicans. Why give in on this? And I'm hoping that Mike Johnson is just pretending to negotiate on this Trump is pretty much directing, do not make a deal on the border. If he's president, he'll deal with it. Are you willing to wait to that point in hopes that Biden under pressure will curtail what he's doing? All right, so it's uh, 14 Democrats, too, I'm just seeing on Fox, have joined the GOP to condemn the Biden border policy. So they're starting to have trouble with this publicly. There are some signs on occasion They're trying to massage it and not do as much. Abbott's putting pressure on them. There's no deal that I could see making on the border now for two reasons. One, they won't follow it. And if reelected, they certainly won't follow it. And two, this is an issue for the American people. What you have to be saying is we're trying to get the border back in order and Democrats don't want to do it. Then don't sign off on a deal. Do not make a deal on the border. It only helps Biden in two ways. One, it's a fig leaf. And then two, he's not going to follow it anyhow. All right, we are going to talk with James hey, Fishback. Yes. Before we go, can I just put on yeah. my, uh, my my tinfoil hat real quick? Yes. Uh, I I know you kind of you,
4: you love to hear this kind of stuff, but uh, last night I watched Leave the World Behind, which is that Obama
3: produced yeah. uh, film that he was. Uh, I didn't think it was a bad film till the end.
4: But uh, but at the end, yeah. you remember, uh, yeah. just before it all ends and the world ends, you hear this noise. He this wants us to finish it. Here you go. So this is the end of the film here, Dom. And all throughout the press conference yesterday, you would hear this. Sorry, I I, I cued it up a little little wrong. And that's the end of the film. You hear the iPhone alarms, right? Yeah. And then all through the press conferences yesterday, you would hear... That's
5: a big deal. That is really important. What that means is that they have the confidence, small...
4: Here, uh, last year, House GOP... Voted. uh... So, I mean, is it the end of the world, Dom? Are are we starting? Uh, Is this the predictive programming coming into action with the iPhone alarms going off in the press conference? These are important
3: people that are being sent somewhere, that signal, to get to their shelter. That's right. All right. Thank you for that. All right. James Fishback, (laughs) Uh, great piece, The Truth About Banned Books. In other words, these books that are being banned are not being banned as much as they're just a bunch of progressive books that are in school libraries. And I can't believe the information this guy got to prove this. How many things he looked at. All right, big issues, big guests. You know how often we've talked here in the Dom Giordano show about central bucks, particularly Lawn Boy, those books, The Battle. You hear people wanting you to believe that books are actually banned. They seem to indicate all across America. I guess James Fishback first came to my attention when he wrote this uh, big piece, And he has great expertise in this field about if you were in an American school now wanting to debate something, you better take the right side, the left side of things, apparently, or the politically correct side of things in a debate, because the judges are just going to flat out turn you down. He's the founder of Incubate Debate, America's fastest growing debate league. Now, they wanted me to try out for debate at Newman. I never did it. They were too... There were too many little note cards and all that type of stuff. Yes, but I wish I had. I just didn't like the uh, weird stuff you had to do, stipulate it and all that for some reason. (laughs) I don't know why. Of course, I'd love to just have a brawl over whatever the subject was. But straw
4: man? Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. (laughs) There you go. All right. He's got a big piece up at the Free Press, The Truth About Banned Books. James joins us here on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, James, great to talk with you. I've followed your work, a big fan, and particularly when I learned about uh, where you were coaching debate. What's the issue that you explored then about debate teams? Well,
6: it's a real pleasure to be here. The real issue I discovered with the debate teams, I was a high school debater. This activity changed my life. High school debate now actually disqualifies students for the crime of referring to illegal immigrants By using the term illegal immigrants, there's one judge who says that if you are pro-Israel or pro-capitalism, she will disqualify you. And so, Dom, when a student as young as 12, 13 years old can lose the debate before they have even had a chance to debate, that is antithetical to debate. It's un-American. It's wrong.
3: Yeah. Do they do a buzzer to you're out of order? Then you tell the kid to say, no, you're out of order.
6: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, there's no buzzer, but there's one judge from Stanford who says that if you use one of these terms on the no-no list – he is going to stand up, interrupt you, and prematurely end the round. So it isn't just a case of disqualification. It's actually, oh, I'm cutting you off because you're saying things I don't <laughs> like. And that, to, as, a, as a high school debater, I did this for four years. I can't even begin to imagine what a young man or woman would feel like because of that.
3: Oh, absolutely. And again, it made quite a splash of people thinking, oh, this can't be. But you're here, and I'm so glad you are, to testify to the fact So, you've set up your own growing debate league. How does that differ? Uh,
6: It differs because we are not partisan. We don't have an ideological leaning. Our only goal is to create a platform where students can bring their ideas, speak with conviction, and seek truth. And I got to tell you, since that article came out in May, we have tripled the number of students we serve. We're in three states my home state of Florida, South Carolina, and Georgia. We got 5,000 kids coming out speaking truth, debating, doing it the way it should be done. Wow,
3: that's great stuff. So now you've jumped in on something. I'm a former teacher, uh, too, James. That's how I got into talk radio. So this re- it always intrigues me. I do a podcast, too, and uh, radio hour, Reading, Writing, and Reason, in which we talk about things like this. The idea that uh, here Central Bucks has been a national bellwether on this, they weren't banning all kinds of books, or they weren't even banning them, really. But things like Lawn Boy and a lot of things that you couldn't even read out loud at a school board meeting were very concerning. What is it that you set out to do?
6: Well, this this whole conversation, this research that I did happened completely naturally after these articles went viral. I went on a tour of sorts if you can call it that, I, I talk to parents, school board members, students, teachers about the power of debate, not the club, not the activity, but debate the idea that classrooms, schools should become a marketplace of ideas. And, and Dom, what kept coming up was students kept telling me they would go to their school's library in search of a book. One girl in particular, after that first Republican debate, she wanted to learn more about the candidates. She went to her school library down in South Florida, public school, and she was looking for the book, woke Inc by Vivek Ramaswamy. They didn't have it. She was looking for the book courage to be free by governor Ron DeSantis. They didn't have it. They, the book America, a redemption story by the only black Senator who's a Republican, Tim Scott, they didn't have it. And so this girl reaches out to me and says, Hey, I went to the library. She's a low income student. I went to go find these books about these people who are running for president and my library doesn't have them. And so students have these one sided libraries that only push one idea, the progressive idea that is wrong, that violates the principles of viewpoint diversity, which is to say every idea should have an equal place and let students find out what they want to subscribe to on their own, as opposed to just pushing something on them.
3: But of course, uh, my buddy, I refer to him often, Ibram X. Kendi. Kendi is uh, very well represented in these libraries.
6: Very well represented. So this piece is all about the numbers. I did the same with my high school debate piece. So let's just start off with that book you brought up. Stamped, a book about how everyone is racist. In fact, the book argues that the word law and order, law and order, is a racial slur. And the book also says that the only thing extraordinary about white people is that they think that they are so extraordinary. And so that book as awful as it is, and I've read it twice, I think it's a really bad book. That book is available in 77% of the library districts that I surveyed. Now, what about the book Social Justice Fallacies by Thomas Sowell, which credibly debunks the lies from Ibram X. Kendi? Zero percent. Not a single book in the districts that I <laughs> Yeah. Carried, yeah. And, and so let's let's take it a step further, Dom. Uh, we had two recent vice presidents. You have Vice President Kamala Harris, and you have Vice President Mike Pence. And let's just whatever you think, whatever I think about these two individuals, I have strong feelings about Kamala, but I'm going to put those in the corner right now. Kamala Harris's re- memoir is available in 54 percent of districts. Mike Pence's is available in six. They're both recent sitting United States vice presidencies. And so my problem, I'm an unapologetic conservative, but I'm also a free speech absolutist. And so my problem is if a young boy wants to go read about Mike Pence in his school, he is not allowed to. That is wrong.
3: Absolutely. And this is across the board and it's extensive. Uh, You must have a whole team and you're a good researcher because this is a lot of information where do we find the piece that you wrote to start with, James? Go to vfp.com. dot And uh, the the upshot of this, what's the response uh, that you've gotten to this?
6: I, I've had school board members from all over the country texting me this morning saying thank you for publishing this. Thank you, because you know what? The, the book ban hoax. You can add that to the list of things that Democrats accuse Republicans of that they that they themselves were actually doing. And look, a book like Gender Queer should be in a school library as much as the soft core pornography book Sex by Madonna should be in a school library. It offers no educational value. But you know what does offer educational value? Reading books that challenge you. I'm a young. Conservative. My grandpa Cliff, when I was a kid, would talk to me about conservative values. But I still found a lot of value in reading books from people like Noam Chomsky or Cornel West, proud progressives who challenged my viewpoint. So I don't think that problematic progressive books should be pulled from the shelf. That's to say nothing about gender, queer, and longboy, that those books are problematic because of sexual explicit reasons. But my answer to problematic progressive books is actually just bring in different viewpoints, create this marketplace of ideas, and let young men and women research, read, and come to their own conclusions.
3: Absolutely. You know, this is a uh, brilliant look at it, and I'm thrilled at what you're doing on the debate front. So we want to uh, continue whenever you have uh, something that, blossoms out of that just let dan know we'd love to have you back do you have a website or where can people find you
6: we we do we would be proud to have anyone's support to help bring high school debate back it's incubatedebate.org just how it sounds incubatedebate.org
3: james thank you first of many i hope thank you for joining us
6: my pleasure have a great one
3: james fishback here yeah i wish i had done debate at that level but um Uh, I would rather have it now, Dan, to see a guy saying, you're out of order. That's it. I didn't like that last sentence. We're stopping the debate now. Uh, It's so blatant. And what he writes here in the free press, the truth about banned books, is so blatant when it comes to, and look, some of these, like the Mike Pence book, I don't know. I don't know. I want to know more about Mike Pence. But the Kamala Harris memoir, oh, we got to get that in here. Definitely. And uh, Kendi, every library, if you don't have it in there, the American Library Association is going to come after you. So it's not so much books are banned except for not just conservative politicians, but authors of any sort that have a different opinion. I don't know what excuse they can give for this other than this is what they want to do. It's their worldview. They don't want to have both sides in there. And every time I think of Lawn Boy, just to title of that book, is just stunning to me. And Central Bucks did the right things. It's ridiculous what's happened. Brooklyn, all right. You are
5: out of order. You're out of order.
3: Al Pacino. Yes, justice for all. 855-839-1210. Uh, that's how you get on board. You can jump in. Side question today. Uh, we are banning something, metaphorically. Give us a word or phrase you think, for whatever your reason is. Maybe you just don't like it. You'd like to see it stricken. Let's go to Bill in uh, Palmyra on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Bill. Hello, Don. Dan, how are you? Good, Bill. My, uh, my uh, answer for the phrase is the phrase, you know. And the reason is a lot of times you ask a question and a person will start answering And in there, he'll say, you know, a number of times. And the point is, you don't know. That's why you're asking the question. Yeah, that would be one I'm completely on board with. And the reason is the person, Kamala Harris would be an example, doesn't have anything to say. So they have to fill as if the word salad there's no tomatoes or lettuce. So let's throw something else in there. You know, is one of the Uh, Nick Sariani says it. Every five seconds almost. So thank thank you. Uh, yeah, you know Dan would be one of the biggest offenders. I'd be on board with taking that out. But then you'd have people that can't talk. Eight five five eight three nine twelve. 839
2: And if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> All
3: right, uh, jump on board. Uh, Dan time with Dom coming up. And your calls at eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. That band book guy, the guy we just had on the debate thing. The debate thing is even more apparent than the book thing. How can you be a judge and say you can't say illegal immigrants? It's not a slur or illegal aliens. That's not a slur either. You can say, well, that's kind of harsh. Can't we use the simple word migrant? Well, yeah, they are a, a migrant, but they're doing it illegally. There's, there's nothing that's a slur there. It's factual. And if you stick to that, you ought to be able to use that. There should be no reason why you can't. They run in a strange program, y'all.
5: It's Dan time. I can handle things. I'm smart, not like everybody says.
3: With Dom. That's right. It's that
4: time of the afternoon that producer Dan takes over the Dom Giordano program for some Dan time with Dom. And Dom, I want to uh, credit a great American, a real American, uh, if you if you might say, a uh, Hulk Hogan. Did you see what he did?
3: Yeah, and I want to believe it's all true. We had Kane oh, come on! on. Thing. You think
4: it's you think it's fake? You think it's kayfabe?
3: No, I don't think that but I I don't know if it was as unbelievable as we're being told. I he did something good though. Yes. Yeah. So Sky yeah.
4: Daly, Hulk Hogan's wife, went to uh, Instagram and posted up, and uh, TMZ reported it. Uh, she writes, "Last night after we left dinner in Tampa, we saw a car flip right in front of us." I truly admire my husband, Hulk Hogan, and our good buddy Jake for springing into action, puncturing the girl's airbag, and getting her quickly out of the car. By all appearances, she was unscathed, just really rattled. What an absolute miracle. So Hulk Hogan jumping into action after a car flips in front. Could you imagine flipping your car, and then you're like half dazed, and all of a sudden you see Hulk Hogan walking up? And puncturing
3: your. Does he wear the outfit? I think, the, is this real this, life? Does he wear the full outfit all the time when he goes out?
4: Yeah, like, and he tears the shirt before doing it? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And you hear the music and it's like,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm here to uh,
4: puncture an airbag. Oh, oh God. Uh, so, uh, maybe we we'll have a Macho Man check in because I, I think macho, that man,
3: macho Man would you have punctured the airbags? Macho, you there? Macho, stop taking calls. Would you have punctured the airbags? How about a Slim Jim to puncture the airbags? Oh, look, I
6: was doing a few things over here, and you're going to go to me, because I'm trying <laughs> to take these callers on the Dom Giordano show, but I would have ripped the guy, and I would have pulled him right out to safety just to beat Hulk Hogan. I could still <laughs> see the lust in his eyes.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Macho. I love the Macho Mantra calls. Slim Jims, yes. Talk yes. Radio 1210. What do you want to talk about? Yeah! Uh, Oklahoma, Dom! Uh, In the legislative session, Representative Justin Humphrey, uh, Oklahoma lawmaker, decided to file a bill now targeting furries in school. You know what furries are? I saw that, yes. I'm in agreement with him on it. Anthropomorphic animal characters that people like to dress as. I guess it's something happening in schools. He uh, suggested House Bill 3084, which would ban students who, quote, purport to be an imaginary animal or animal species or who engage in anthropomorphic behavior commonly referred to as furries in school It requires parents and guardians to pick the student up from school, but if parents are unable to pick the student up, the bill requires animal control services to be contacted
3: to remove the student. (laughs) I could see them doing that in Philadelphia, certainly.
4: Uh, Japan, Dom, uh, a plane had to turn around after an American who was drunk, allegedly an American, and allegedly drunk, uh, sunk his teeth, bit into a crew member's arm. So, uh, unruly Americans, maybe a Philadelphia fan there. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about NFL fans' final thing, uh, some have been hospitalized now with
3: hyperthermia and frostbite after the Dolphins-Chiefs game that was freezing. Uh, by the way, I was so glad. I was watching Hard Knocks last night, the last game in the Miami Dolphins, and to see the head coach in the Miami Dolphins. Uh, actually have to bundle up. Everything wasn't funny. Did you still
4: wear the waiters, the uh, short
3: Uh No, no, he had them all the way down. He had all kinds of sweatshirts on. He had a goofy Dolphins hat on even. Oh, what a shame.
4: Well, Elliot Shore Parks at WIP went viral over the weekend for proposing that all NFL stadiums yes. should be domes exactly. from here on out with yeah. the Buffalo Bills building an open-air stadium. I, I mean, it, can the NFL be held liable for hypothermia? And I'm sure, I'm sure, might sure be somebody's going to sue them, yeah.
3: Oh, you never know. Yeah, maybe, exactly. maybe
4: we're onto something there. Yeah. That's all I got for Dan Time today. And final thing, a friend writes in saying, hey, brother, give me your hand. What a, uh. Could you imagine Paul
3: Kogan saving your life? All right, 855-839-1210. 8, 5, 5, 8, we got Dom's Money Melody coming up. And if Dan pulls the sound from media in time, which I think he will. Howard Stern and I sort of agree on something. He surfaces on a Thursday telling me he probably took the other three days off, and then tomorrow's Friday, so wherever he is, he's got to be off. But uh, he went on quite a rant today. We'll play that for you coming up. And I sort of agree, except for what he says at the end about the NFL. Here's how you get in, though. 855-839-1210. at and and Verizon Wireless. You push pound 1210. The big story of the day. Is simply this. President Trump sending the message through Laura Ingram's show last night with Mike Johnson. I don't care what Democrats say. Don't make a deal on the border. You want a deal on the border giving up billions of dollars to Ukraine. And what would the Biden people do once they started getting that money? They would mitigate it a hair here and there. But so what? America wants this to be an issue in the presidential race. You have two visions. The Biden vision, let them in. The Trump vision, keep them out. Which one does America want? I would pose it simply that way. Let them in or not. Dom
0: Giordano,
6: weekdays, noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.